How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex, and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And I kind of get the sense that there are a couple guys on this Jets team that are unsung heroes, might some could say. And they've made impacts and contributions that aren't getting the necessary attention from the media, the analysts, maybe even some of the fans. And we want to give those guys some respect today. Some guys that, you know, aren't Quinn and Williams, aren't, you know, Garrett Wilson, aren't Brees Hall, um, aren't AVT, like some guys that really have just put their foot in the ground and put their head down and really just, you know, kind of grinded things out. And maybe they were not expected to have such big roles or just not the biggest known players. But I think there are some people on this team that are really deserving of more attention. And, you know, Ryan and uh, also believes this as well. And and it's, it's worthwhile discussing them because they've really helped this squad the last couple of weeks, you know, win some football games. So Ryan, before we dive into four guys, we believe um, are having big impacts and will continue to do so during the rest of the 2022 regular season. I do time, my friend. I'm doing great, Alex. I think you really said it best there. To this point, you know, the Jets are four and two and it feels great and things are going well. And I think to this point, we've really seen a lot of the first and second round picks from the last two drafts, which are obviously filled with headliners. I mean, the Jets have had as much premium draft capital as anybody. And the good thing is they've put that to good use. Now, I think at the same time, there are some unsung heroes on this roster who have pretty naturally just kind of flown under the radar because the Jets have seen such an increase in talent across their team, you know, over the last two off seasons. And I think, you know, a couple of these players are very much deserving of some more attention than they've been getting to this point. And excited to really highlight some points with all of these guys here today. Absolutely. So let's dive into the first one. And this guy is, you know, one of Zach Wilson's favorite targets. He's a good possession receiver, um, has made a quiet impact. He goes, you know, balls to the wall on those contested catches across the middle. He'll take those hard hits for you. He'll make those diving catches. He'll do the dirty work that you don't see on the film and don't see on the stat sheet. Rather, you see on the film and don't see on the stat sheet. And one of that, that guy is Corey Davis, right? Uh, Corey Davis has elevated his game this year. He's become a consistent threat in kind of all parts of the field and every portion of the game, really solid run blocker. The Jets have asked him to do a lot in that, in that regard. He's a very physical receiver. He's thinned out a little bit. He's a little bit faster. He has 19 catches on 33 targets for 351 yards and two touchdowns. He has two catches over 40 yards um, and at least 52 yards in four games on pace for 53 catches, 994 yards and five touchdowns. Thank you, Ryan, for putting those numbers together for us. And um, at the end of the day, this is a guy who Zach Wilson really believes in. This is a guy that Zach Wilson really likes to target. He's a security blanket for him. He believes that he will make the catch if he gives him an opportunity. We've seen him directing Corey Davis downfield in the past, and he does the dirty work on the run game as well. Um, this is a guy who doesn't get all the credit in the world, doesn't get all the attention in the world, but seemingly he's been making a significant impact for this Jets team, and I think that um, he's deserving of our attention right now. You know, What are your thoughts on Corey Davis and what he's done so far? And th this will be the theme as we go through with these guys. Like He's just kind of overshadowed by the headliners, the bigger names, but – CD in his own right, you said it from really the start of 2021 when him and Zach Wilson both joined the Jets. They had a very natural connection. And I think to this point, since Zach has returned the last three weeks, I think we've seen him and his trust in Corey just continue to grow. It's been on display every week. I think you can make a valid argument. He's the number one wide receiver for this group right now. And the guy that Zach is, you know, really looking for more times than not, I think you said the size, the physicality. He offers more of a veteran presence and experience, which with this young group, with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson as first and second year players, I think it's very valuable and kind of goes unnoticed a little bit as a valuable, you know, asset that he provides to the group, um, you know, over the middle, you know, just the size, the, you know, crossing routes, the in-breaking routes, the outbreaking routes. I mean, that's really where 
Corey Butters has bred at the end of the day where he's at his best and he's established in the league. He's a proven route runner, you know, who's got, you know, sure hands over the middle can go up and make the tough grabs. And we've even seen down the field vertically, you know, at times what this guy can do. He's got some speed as well. Maybe not as fast as Elijah Garrett Braxton, but I think in his own right, you know, he can win down the field. And while he's maybe not as fast, that size really comes into, you know, play for him. And he's punched the ball in the end zone a couple of times for the Jets on third downs and fourth downs, even in the Steeler game, he's made some big plays and, you know, he's well on pace once again to go over 900 yards. And, you know, if he continues at this pace, I mean, there's going to be a chance in his second year with the Jets here, we see him go for a thousand yards. And I think, you know, last year, his first year, obviously he signs a big contract. And I think it's frustrating because there were some drops. He missed about half the season with a couple of injuries. And, you know, I think that kind of just, um, you know, really impacted the way that people looked at him and a little bit too drastically, I would say, you know, to really make things unfair to him. And I think he's done a really good job this year of reproving himself as just a clear cut asset to this offense and a guy who, you know, right now is just a clear focal point in this passing game. Yeah, he absolutely is. And, you know, that big possession body that he has, and he has a little bit of added speed after the weight loss and the, the muscle gain is, is definitely uh, showing out as well. But the th- the second guy we have on our mind um, is not someone we actually expected to have such a good start to the season. You know, he the, the Jets kind of had a spotty run defense last year. Um, you know, this is a veteran guy in Sheldon Rakins. Uh, he leads, he's third on the defense in sacks with two, three tackles for a loss, three quarterback hits, 19 total tackles. He showed up big in some of these instances and especially stopping the run. He's actually generated some decent pass rush as well from a big guy in the interior. The Jets have gotten an exponential value out of him. And why is that? You know, he's not getting double teamed. And I, I, and I don't think that Quinn Williams, um, is allowing him to get double team because he's taking up three guys, right? Quentin Williams says you got you need two, three defenders, or rather, uh, offensive linemen to, to stop Quentin Williams. And Sheldon Rankins is the one benefiting from that directly. Um, that lack of attention toward him, they're they're asking that right guard or left guard to stand up and be the guy to hold down Rankins. He's a big, fast, powerful guy, and I, ultimately, I think he's benefiting tremendously from Quentin having an All Pro level season, and that will continue to happen because of the attention he's get, he's getting. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Rankins? The impact he's made in both the run and the pass rush game um he's been an asset in the interior of this defense so far really him and the next guy we're going to highlight here two guys personally i really got to give it up to i did not see sheldon rankins having this type of season for the jets to this point um surprisingly his run defense has been really good like you said i mean it showed up in the dolphin it showed up like on tape at least once a week since i would say week two but really in that dolphins game he was one of the you know lone players in the front seven that did some good things against the run when the jets had some struggles in that game against the Dolphins. And, you know, it obviously kept things pretty tight into the fourth quarter. But Rank's run defense on the interior has been really good. You know, and that was a concern this offseason. I I think for me it was the base concern going into the year, which is how is this interior group of the defensive line going to slow down the run? And I got to give it up to Rank. I mean, he's been, you know, a force. He's propelled this group. His ability to, you know, apply pressure as well, like you said. I think him and Q right now, are one of the, the top tandems at the defensive tackle position in the NFL. And he's obviously got two sacks to this point. He's on pace for about five or six and has consistently generated some pressure from the interior. We know he's a bit of a smaller guy with, you know, some speed, some quickness. He really fits the, you know, attacking one gapping scheme that Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich deploy. So it's been good to see rank, you know, and Corey, I mean, two guys who the Jets signed the multi-year deals in that 2021 free agency period, you know, maybe not the most ideal starts, but have really, you know, prove themselves very well, you know, in year two this year. Yeah, absolutely. And the third guy we want to discuss is Quinn Williams' brother, Quincy Williams, you know, a guy that 
kind of coming off an ankle injury he sustained a couple weeks ago and immediately made a huge impact on the run game, completely limited at AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, or at least helped in some, in some way. Uh, he had 14 total tackles. Um, he's third on the Jets defense in total tackles with 32, which is absolutely insane considering he missed time already this season. And he's second in solo tackles with 24. Um, you know, this is just a player who has speed, physicality. Um, he doesn't really showcase the mistakes he once made as a younger player, more maybe more inexperienced with worse coaches. He's needed time. I think, honestly, I think having Quinnen on the team has made him a lot more confident. I think having his brother there wanting to play well alongside him has elevated his level of confidence to a degree that like we have not seen from Quincy Williams. And he's a very, very athletic guy and he's powerful and he's strong and he's fast and quick and he had all the tangible traits. It was more about putting the in, intangibles, the mental components, the football IQ onto the field and on paper um, and on the film and, and comparing, you know, pairing that with all of his tangible capabilities, you're seeing a pretty well-rounded player emerge. You know, he's not the best guy in coverage, but that's not what they're asking him to do. They're asking him to really help stop that run and be that physical presence inside along CJ Mosley. Um, and he's done a tremendous job doing that. And I think up to this point, he's been one of the more underrated players on this defense. You know, the big guys like Mosley, like Quinnen, like DJ, like Sauce, they get the, the headlines. But Quincy Williams is doing a lot of the dirty work. Um, and so is Sheldon Rankins for that matter. So I think, you know, Ryan, you pick some good guys to be those unsung heroes. You know, what are your thoughts on Quincy up to this point? Like I said, Quincy and Rank are two guys personally. I did not really see this type of production coming from. And we saw the flashes in 2021, despite the fact that he was signed, you know, like right before the start of the season in late August, you know, he comes in right away and he shows, like you said, the athleticism. I mean, this is a guy with a ton of speed. He can cover ground from sideline to sideline, you know, north, south, east, west. Um, you know, he, he's a very natural mover and the, the physicality to his game has always been there as well. Last year, I mean, you see some of the big hits and just how punishing he can be at the point of attack. But at the same time last year, just the mental errors in terms of pursuit angles being, you know, way too overly aggressive, um, missing tackles, you know, it was a big issue for him, especially on some third downs that I can recall. And, I, you know, you're not so sure. I mean, this is a guy going into his fourth year this year, you know, is he, you know, what he is at this point, but you got to give it up to him. I mean, with more experience, you're seeing this guy really cut out the mental mistakes. Um, I mean, his tackling has been pretty sound to this point. You're not really seeing him, you know, get gashed, make mistakes. And that's a big thing, I think, in pursuit, as long as this guy can play with control. And obviously that, that is a thing in this scheme because the Jets play, you know, so aggressive. Like I said, that one gapping style up front, you know, at times can kind of make things tough in pursuit. And you can be a little over aggressive um, in your pursuit. But he, he's been better with that. The run defense, I mean, you saw the one big hit he had the other day, him and Quinn, I want to say it was on Aaron Jones. I mean, he's been such a different player this year. It's been awesome to see. And, you know, just really excited about, you know, Quincy. I mean, you got to give it up to this guy because it looked like he was going to miss a lot of time after getting hurt in that Bengals game, being casted off. And um, for him to only miss two games and to already, you know, return and make as much of an impact as he did in this week six win, I think Quincy deserves a ton of credit. And he's definitely one of the more unsung, you know, heroes on this team that's hopefully just coming into his own and continues to progress here. Yeah, absolutely. And the last guy we want to talk about, another defensive player, is Michael Carter II, um, a guy who we were pretty high on going in as a nickel cornerback, you know, starter, rookie last year, had a couple up and down moments, but otherwise was pretty solid uh, for a late round pick. And he's mounted that, that and compounded on that success that he had early on in his rookie season. He has an interception, three passes defended, one tackle for a loss, 21 total tackles. 
Um, you know, Ryan, you wrote down, he has uh, incredible speed, coverage ability, run stopping, pass rushing, and he's showing progress when it comes to playing the ball and just, you know, getting his head up, turned around and making those plays and reading the quarterback's eyes. Uh, the Jets play that kind of zone coverage. They, they can play man coverage on that boundary. And I think, uh, you know, MC2 is capable of that as well. But I, I'm pretty optimistic about his growth and his role kind of continuing develop, to develop here. The Jets don't necessarily have another, you know, secondary uh, nickel corner, like a guy that would maybe slot in there. He is the guy. Like Brandon Eccles is more of a boundary guy. Um, you know, I, I kind of get the sense that they're locked into MC2 as a long-term solution there. And I think that's a good idea. You know, he, he definitely seems like the part he has the capabilities. He's got the physical nature, um, you know, nickel corner is not easy in the NFL, mainly because you have to play and stop the run as well. You're not just asked to, you know, play coverage and, and play zone or man, whatever it might be. Um, but MC2, like, like I said before, 21 total tackles, he's been very good in, in run support as well, helping on that, uh, setting the edge and whatnot. Um, helping, you know, keeping guys like Aaron Jones from, you know, beating them on the outside, those outside zone runs, the Packers love to run. So he's been tremendous up to this point. You know, what are your thoughts on MC2 and the future with him as the nickel corner? I think it's similar to what I said even with Corey Davis before, like when you go out and get Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, MC2 is just going to fly under the radar naturally. And as a fifth round pick in 2021, had a good rookie year, started from the jump and the slot position is as hard as there is to play, you know, in football and I think the multiplicity, the versatility that this guy offers, you know, with that speed, what he can do in coverage, um, playing the run, you know, applying pressure as a blitzer, there is so much he can do. And the main area for, you know, for him to grow in his second year was, you know, with his ball skills and making plays on the ball, you know, when in coverage. And he had five pass breakups last year and he's, you know, well on pace to, to shattering that this year. I mean, he's already at three. So he, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he'll get past that and, I think, you know, the trio right now of him, Sauce, and DJ is as good as any in football. And MC2 has a lot to do with that. Um, he's fallen under the radar. I made that big play on fourth down the other day on the, you know, slot fade, go right there to Romeo Dabbs. I mean, that was a really good play where he stayed in phase, showed you some of his speed and what he's really doing, making plays on the ball. Obviously, he got his first interception a couple of weeks ago, which was a big step and three pass breakups. So and MC2 to me is a guy who the Jets do like a lot. And, you know, it definitely deserves some more attention, you know, with the play that uh, he's given this Jets defense that's had a ton of success early on here. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's probably one other guy throwing there's an honorable mention, Braxton Berrios, another one that could just get the maximum attention, obviously kick return specialist. Um, and, you know, he, he definitely offers a lot as a receiver as well. But, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives below in the YouTube comments, some additional guys that you'd like if you think these are pretty good options that we've, that we've selected here. Um and, you know, the Jets obviously have a lot of talent, but so it's hard to pick. But, you know, these guys definitely deserve a little bit more attention uh, from the fan base. So I'm happy that we can discuss them today. But as always, my friends, make sure to like, subscribe to the channel. More content every single day or for the most part, every other day. Um, and obviously, it's very fun when the Jets are winning. So makes things a little bit more exciting for all of us. Uh, appreciate the love as always. Make sure to like, subscribe as I said before. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. <laughs>